Hey everyone, and welcome to 1.21 Gigawatts. I am Peter, that is Matt. We talk about movies on this show, and on this episode, we are going to talk about War for the Planet of the Apes, which is the third and, well, final part of the trilogy. I mean, there could be more apes movies, but certainly yeah. this is the capper on what it does definitely feel like a trilogy. Uh, so, me and Connor recently reviewed uh, Rise and Dawn. We went back and looked at them again for In Flux, so you can check those out as well. I'll make sure there's a link in the corner about now that way, uh, and we're going to we're going to have a war, which we went and see. We'll start spoiler free, of course. Uh, before we go into spoilers, we'll give you a warning about halfway through, and uh, yeah, so we're going to get into it. So uh, I, I I love this series. I uh, was very surprised by Rise when it came out. I was not expecting to love a movie like I did yeah. with the new Apes reboot, and then Dawn was fan- Dawn was so good that it topped the original film. Dawn's a fantastic film. So Dawn was one of my favorite movies of that year, or none like. I think it was in my top five. So, so, so good. I, yeah, it was easily in my top three of that year. Uh, so, mm-hmm. here we come to the third chapter. Matt Reeves is back again. He directed the second one as well. He's back for this one. And we pick up a couple of years after Dawn. Not too far. It wasn't as big of a jump from what we're no. to Dawn. But a couple, of, a couple of years later. And I feel like I don't even want to talk about the plot in this spoiler-free section. No. I feel like... I feel like the plot does so many surprising things so early on that I want to just avoid it completely and just talk about how much we liked it before mm-hmm. we go into spoilers, uh, so you can get a sense of sense of stuff. So, yeah, I loved it. It was great. It was it was a tad darker than I was expecting because the last the last two had dark moments, but I wouldn't classify them as dark films. Mm. Um, and so based off of the trailer on this one and what I'd seen before, I was expecting it to continue on to that path. And this one went way darker than I was expecting. And usually that's a, a, a turnoff for me. But, uh, man, watching this through through my fingers at points sometimes because I, I care so much for these characters yeah, over the characters, three movies. The characters are so good, uh, especially watching the, 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 the first two again recently. And get into mm-hmm. this third one and like really seeing that development over the three films, uh, I would agree this is the darkest. I don't know if I would say I didn't expect it though. I feel like it was a natural escalation almost. Not to say there wasn't surprising elements of it because there definitely was, but yeah. it felt like a natural progression through it. Because Dawn was definitely darker than Rise as well. Like it definitely felt yeah. like it was into a more desperate world. And this again felt like no, we're very we're even more apocalyptic. We're even more humanity's at its last you know grasp of the, the planet and yeah. everything else is going on between this and logan this year man just <laughs> <laughs> the darkness of these movies that i really like which is shoveling myself because i like the light fun stuff which you is know, funny he likes the dark movies what joe's funny about that though is like uh, logan and this i would both say share some some elements of the yeah. last of us which uh, it's a oh, video game that I, that I love, but there's definitely some correlating ideas between those two movies and that game, like uh, which I really like. Like there's because def- I even joked as I was coming out of this, and I called it the Last of Apes. Uh, <laughs> well done, sir. Because I thought, uh, <laughs> hey, hey, I'm not the only one making puns. There's a pun in this movie itself about uh, yeah. this isn't a spoiler, but it's, uh, at one point you see some graffiti that says Ape Apocalypse, or no, no, it was uh, Ape. Apocalypse. Apocalypse Now was what it said. Yeah. Which again, there's definitely some uh, imagery inspired from oh, Apocalypse Now. Like, big time. Like more again. That's where it went to the, those dark places that I wasn't expecting. And goddamn Matt Reeves. Like I, I don't know if people on here know that I have a kind of distaste for Batman, but 
this Matt Reeves doing a Batman movie. God damn dogs. Uh, something that I really want now, especially after this one. Uh, yeah, I, I have a lot more trust in him after these last two Apes movies. I mean, I, I mean, I, I thought Cloverfield was pretty good. I thought his remake yeah. of Electric One In was solid, but it had that weird distaste to it because like, well, I mean, I'd rather just watch the original, even if this one is really good. Yeah, that's why I haven't went back and watched that one because of, like you have said, and other fans of it were like, well, if you have the original, why remake it? Yeah, and that's not to say that there's not there's good elements of that movie that are different from the original that he does a great mm-hmm. job with. It's just that if I'm going to watch that story again, I'd always pick the original because there's there's just a, a quality to it that I think can't be matched with an American movie. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I Matt Reeves has done nothing but get better for me, and I think this. And I was really questioning after I watched this. After I got out, I was like. Was this on par with Dawn? Was it better than Dawn? Was it weaker than Dawn? And certainly, either way, it wasn't far off. Like, I like it was fantastic. I came yeah. out loving it. But I was like, where does it stand next to it? Like, how do I compare it? Like, w- w- do I say, oh, this is like, he's capped it? It's even better. And here, here's where's where I came down on this. Right, I think Dawn is maybe slightly stronger from a commentary point of view. There's a lot of social commentary mm-hmm. in Dawn. There's some social commentary in this as well. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But there's a. Dawn definitely has the most commentary of the three movies, uh, easily. And I think that, from that perspective, Dawn wins out. However, I think I think War is the most emotional and the most character-affecting yes. movie of the three. Uh, and as a result, I, I think it just comes down to uh, which one of those two things do you appreciate more. Uh, I appreciate mm-hmm. both, but here's something Dawn didn't do. Dawn didn't make me have man tears three times. War did. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree there, and I, I agree with a lot of the same sentiment. Uh, I do like Dawn a little bit more, but I think it's because of I don't like to feel bad watching movies. Um, so, yeah, but Matt, if if you remember right, Dawn, you have that that feeling in the pit of your stomach the whole time that this is not going to work out. So it's not even like Dawn's a chewy time because it's not. No, I know, and I'm not saying that, but yeah. compared to this one, like like you said, <laughs> I didn't man cry, you know, like and and you have. The human characters in that one too, I think are are even though some of them are a bitter pill, they still go down. All right, here it is completely affecting in the opposite direction. Like mm. you're just like, oh man. Although Woody Harrelson's so good, that do, guy. Do, do you know what I think is really interesting as well, looking at the progression of the movies as the as you go mm-hmm. through the three of them, is I think the first movie. Caesar, I would argue, still the protagonist, but it's definitely got another human main character, and yeah. it's definitely weighed so that it's like I'd say, I don't know, sixty percent humans, forty percent Caesar, right? You know, if you yeah. if you if you if you counted it up, say, right? Dawn, obviously, it's more towards the apes. Caesar's definitely the main character, but we still have this main human character and his family is definitely, and it's maybe sixty percent Caesar, forty percent main human character. This one, it's like no, no. We are. This is Caesar's movie. He is the it's lead. All, yeah, he's the lead. The, sure, we've got a human antagonist certainly, but he mm-hmm. is. It's not like he's got his own plot scenes where you see him doing stuff. Everything we see of him is from how it affects Caesar's plot. There's no, like, it feels like we've totally went from okay, we're introducing the apes slowly, half apes. This is yep. all apes. This is Caesar's story completely through and through. And I think yep. it's fascinating to watch that. And maybe part of that is because we had to develop the CG to make it look good enough in the first one. And as we've went through it, we've gotten more confident and it's gotten better. Uh, and obviously, I mean, there's, it's jaw-dropping, honestly. There's times. times in this one where you go, how'd they get the gorilla to walk like that? And then remember, <laughs> oh, no, he's CG. 
like, I, I think for me, there's a, there's a moment early on where uh, Maurice and Caesar are just having a conversation, uh, but it's been raining, so they're, they're wet, and the fur yeah. just looks wet, and it just looks real. It looks photorealistic. It's insane. Maurice's face is photorealistic. Like, it looks like they took an orangutan and filmed the orangutan, not that they mo-capped him. And, like, it's ridiculous, and Weta deserves every... It's still Weta that does the effects, I think so. right? Yeah, I think so. They deserve it. Circus deserves it. If he doesn't get a nomination, I'm going to riot. I'm going to burn something down. Because yeah, this dude he works it. so hard. Um, and I, you I, believe that that's an ape. Like, there's not even a... There's a human behind that at all. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. No, it, look, it, I mean, Don was already... Like, Rise was fantastic in terms of effects. Don was jaw-dropping. And we watched... The, I mean, obviously, again, we watched it recently. And watching it again, I still thought it was jaw-dropping. There was one or two moments. Like, you know, it's like, out of, like, all the effect shots in that movie, which is a lot yeah. of the movie, there's, like, one or two moments where it's like, okay, it's not quite photo... You know, it's, I think the way I phrased it on the Influx review is, you know, it's usually at 100%. And there's a couple of scenes where, okay, it's maybe dipped to about 80%. Yeah. Kind of, kind of idea. They, and Don, they do some cool stuff with the fire and stuff with the mm. CG that I don't think they're quite up to, but good on them for trying. Here, though, like with the snow and the rain, like you already mentioned. Yeah. Even the shots on the beach with the sand, it's like, well, yeah, there's people standing there, but not quite the same. Just everything gels that, perfectly. That was a nice uh, homage to the original film as well, actually. There's, there's, yeah. there's, there's, it's, it's not a spoiler to say there's scenes on the beach, because it's just, it's just them riding yeah. on the horses on the beach, but whenever you yeah. see those scenes, it just it's very evocative of some of those moments in the original film, even if, you know, it's, it's not actually anything like it in terms of plot or whatever, yeah. but it's just, no, no, you remember him riding the horse on the beach, and this is kind of that similar idea, uh, and it's, it's really cool. So, uh, that this is definitely a hard-hitting film. It is an emotional film, I think having, and that's another point as well, is that like, the human characters have changed each movie. Like They've referenced yeah. the past human characters, but they've changed each movie. It's Caesar, it's Maurice, it's Rocket, and then obviously introduced in the second movie, we had Caesar's son, and we had his wife introduced. Lies. But it's those characters yeah. who have went through the movies. Those are our, you know, if, if you compare it to, say, Star Wars as a trilogy, that's our Han, Solo, and uh, Leia, like, that have went through the movies yeah. kind of idea. Uh, or yeah. Rocket, Maurice, and obviously Caesar has been the main one. Uh, so I, I think I think that's fascinating as well is that these main characters are the apes uh, throughout the whole thing and I, I like that a lot yeah. so uh, yeah it's fantastic do not hesitate go see it I want to no. get into spoilers because I feel like we can't talk about anything without spoilers to be honest uh, yeah. th- stuff st- surprising things happen very early on the motivation for the plot is very early on it's very not what I was expecting uh, so by all means go see War of the Apes you will not regret it so Full spoilers, from this point on, for War for the Planet of the Apes, you have been warned. I think the first thing I want to say is, I liked how the start, uh, it starts on the humans in this one, and it's like, you see all the, the, the things written in their helmets, and it's like, you know, it's like Full Metal Jacket, where it says, like, you know, Monkey Killer, and yeah. various other things like that on their, on their uh, helmets. Uh, and then it, it leads in, it, and it sets up the idea that this is going to be more of a combat movie, because there's these soldiers, and they're, they're, they're hunting the apes, and the apes fight back, and there's casualties, and all the rest of it. And it sets up the idea that Caesar is still trying to be peaceful because he sends like, these survivors back. He's like, no, go and tell your colonel, tell your yeah. superior that we don't want a war, just stay away from us and like this is it. Like, we can just end this now. No more killing. Yeah. Easy. And, that, of course, the colonel, who we don't see yet, and I, I like this as well, is they keep Woody Harrelson off, off screen until a very specific moment. You, just, you hear his voice yeah. briefly over the radio, but that's it. 
and mm-hmm. we see that the civilization that Caesar and his his ape, you know communities built. Uh, we see Marisa still be part of society. We see that Caesar's son, Blue Eyes, is going out on missions now. He's coming back with Rocket. It was like, all right, we think we found a new home beyond the desert. They're going to travel there, get away from the humans, and it's all kind of hopeful and whatever. Yeah. Uh, we, we also learn that yeah, Caesar's baby, who's uh, called Cornelius, of course, which is a reference to the original movie because there's a character in that yeah. called Cornelius. Uh, he's he's a little bit bigger. Not he's not big yet. He's still a kid. He's still you know a small. He's still ape. a baby. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's like a toddler, essentially, uh, to put it in yeah. human terms. And we we see that uh, Blue Eyes has got a got a girlfriend called Lake. Lake, that, yeah. That he cares for. Here's so. the thing: you buy all of these instantly because the apes have the society, and it's heart wrenching to see the attack when they just start blowing it up, and you know, you kind of see the the aftermath and them mourning their dead and. Like, they are just trying to be peaceful. They're trying to build a... Like, I don't know how much of the humans are left after Dawn, because it looked pretty bad then. But it's almost like they're trying to build their own society outside of the humans, where it's it's close enough, but it's still very ape. Yeah. I think there's probably and, still a decent amount of humans left, but the idea mm-hmm. that whoever survived all correlated together into, like, clumps. Yeah. So a lot of the country's kind of desolate, because, like, all, mm-hmm. you know, let's say 5% of people survived, so they all got together in one city kind of idea yeah and the rest of the, the country's kind of uh, just desolate because well, of that and then you kind of have the apes doing the same not the, the other survivors but they're all in this one area and they they're minding their own business yeah although you because know? they find a character later on bad ape who is also smart yeah. they, they, they ponder how many more of us are, are there out there that maybe sets yeah. up the idea that one day if it is a planet of apes it's because there is more out there and they... because yeah and because he he mentions where bad ape comes from and and all that and that makes Caesar go. Oh well, if there's him, then there has to be more out there because the the virus spread. Yeah. So the virus spread to the humans, then it had to spread to the apes too. And I, and I uh, like that. Yeah, I actually bad ape. I didn't know was played by Steve Zahn. I was delighted to see that when I pulled up the IMDb. That's pretty cool. We'll get to him later, obviously, but mm-hmm. uh, but no. So yeah, the big traumatic thing, of course. So they're making plans to move soon, and they go to sleep, and it's that night. Caesar wakes up and he sees like some green lasers like, descended in the water, because they've got, like, a waterfall, like, in front of them, and yeah. uh, he he finds the cord, and they go hunting for the intruders, like, he gets some of the other apes together, and they go hunting, mm-hmm. and you hear, once they've taken out one of the soldiers, you hear over the radio, oh, we've got Kong, that's what the, that's their code name for Caesar's Kong, yeah. and Caesar, and there's this sinking feeling, that you're like, oh no, who, who did he actually kill, because we know Caesar's okay, and Caesar mm-hmm. gets to where his family was, and Woody Harrelson's there. He turns around. He's got the war paint on. He's got. He's, and he looks. He looks utterly demonic. Honestly, like the yeah. way he's filmed. It's he doesn't great. look like a human. He, he looks like a monster. Yeah. Again, it's this idea that humanity is more than just like biology. It's like there's a, it's yeah. a quality rather than a, a physical exactly. thing. And Caesar looks over, and his wife and blue eyes are dead. They're killed, and obviously he tries to attack immediately, but. This entire scene, because it's in slow motion, it, all the sound kind of drips away, and yep. it is so emotional. And honestly, from this moment to the following scenes, where all the way up to, because they eventually decide to all move, because the humans know where they are now, so they have to all leave. Yeah. And then Caesar decides, I'm not going with you, I'm going after him. This is personal. Which, for, I mean, I am I'm so impressed, I did not know that, that this movie yeah. was him wanting revenge, because we never got that from the trailers. They kept that so no. secret, it was so good. It was kind of like a Clint Eastwood movie, like not not quite Unforgiven, but like he's just like no, Kinda, yeah, 
go ahead. I'm dealing with this. I might not make it back. Yeah. And like he's resigned to, I'm taking these guys out. From the moment that you kind of get that feeling where you realize what's happened, that his, his wife and son are dead. Now, his other son, Cornelius, is fine. Uh, and yeah. Lake, he actually oh. gives him a lake to look after, which, again, so it's a really yeah. nice little thing for her character. Where it's, yeah, where mm-hmm. it sets up that he has a bond with her because of the relationship she had with his son. But from the moment you realize what's happened to the moment where Maurice and Rocket, and then I, I didn't quite catch the gorilla's name, but it was a gorilla Luca. as well. Luca, there you go. Those those three who are like his confidants from the last movie, in fact, two of them were from the first movie as well, those yeah. three coming up behind him and him turning around and them saying, we're not, you know, we're going with you. We're keeping you safe. I'm coming to make yeah. sure you come back. That that camaraderie, like, from that, from those two moments all the way up to that moment, I had a tear in my eye. And it was, I think it was the moment where they said, we're not letting you go alone, where the, it finally yeah. went down the cheek. Where I was like, I was just, blo- I was kind of blubbery <laughs> for the whole time. And then it was like, there's something about camaraderie and not letting them go alone that just that yeah. set me off. And and also, they're all different kinds of apes. You have, you have yeah. Maurice who's an orangutan. I mean, Rocket's a, a chimp, but like Caesar. But, and then you have the gorilla. So they're showing unity you know, in the face of all of this, on on top of it, on yeah, it, on a deeper level, it just it hit me so hard. And again, yeah. the so developed characters, like in the last movie, Maurice was like the school teacher. So when they find the girl, when they find the little girl, and we're in spoilers, so I can say her name. Uh, when they find Nova, who eventually turns out to be Nova, who was in the original movie, she was the woman that yep. Charlotte Heston kind of has the love interest, I guess. Partners uh, up with, yeah. Um, but like, when they find her and like Caesar's like, yeah, we're going to kill someone. We can't really take her with. But Maurice is like, no, if we leave her here, she'll die. I can't leave her. It's like, you get like Caesar, Caesar a week ago would not have made that choice. But obviously he's no. full in revenge right now. We know Caesar's a good exactly. person. Uh, and yeah, again, I use that word person loosely. But you know what I mean by that? He's a good, he's mm-hmm. a good ape. He's a good person. Because yep. I think that's the funny thing about this movie is because to us, intelligent life as only human beings all of our terms for being a good person all all relate yeah. to humanity they all relate to oh you're a good man you're a good woman you're a good person yeah he has good character like you could just yeah talk exactly about that because yeah. again he didn't koba wanted war and so you see throughout this that he keeps having visions of koba from the last movie as he gets more and more consumed with revenge it's like his inner struggle of not becoming Koba. Yeah, I loved that. I loved how yeah. he, he wants revenge because this horrific thing's happened. And you don't even blame him. You kind of want him to get revenge because like, mm-hmm. this thing's horrific. Oh, I'm but, rooting. So you know how, how nasty chimp attacks are? Mm. Like, we've all seen the people with their faces ripped off and whatnot. Like, I was hoping Woody Harrelson's getting his face ripped off. Like, that's the whole movie. I'm on Team Apes. Oh, yeah, like, I'm on Team Apes. There's not a question. Like, they, they are the... Yeah. They are, they are the the innocent characters they are the they are the victimized characters uh, mm-hmm. and i guess even more extreme as the movie goes on but you 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 get that caesar's struggling with this inner turmoil where he he was a good person yeah. he's trying to be, still be a good person but he is consumed with this revenge and it's it's that weighing on his his mind and there's there's that moment i think around this point of the movie where i realized that's what this movie's about. It's about Caesar. Yeah. It's not about just apes surviving the human beings, because obviously that's a big part of the... Obviously, on the surface, that's the plot. It's the, you know, the apes right. having to survive these bad humans and the military and this crazy colonel. But right. at its core, it's not just about surviving, it's about being worthy of survival. It's like, is it worth surviving if I just become the the bad thing that the, the humans think we are? Yeah. You know, it's... Well, and it's that's what stuff. the war is. Because yeah. at the end of the day, mankind's ape too. I mean, we're still... We're primates... You know, and so mm-hmm. it's it's this war that is well, 
we can we can become like them or we can become better. And Caesar deep down wants to be better. That's why he has this inner struggle against the revenge. But I mean, his family was was murdered. Like it, it wasn't like uh, I mean, it's a tragedy, but not in that sense. They were targeted. And... Yeah, actually, if I'm going to like maybe just play devil's advocate and maybe give it a criticism, mm-hmm. is that. I do think his family's death only works if you've seen the other movies. I feel like if you'd committed this yeah. on its own, that wouldn't have had the impact. And that's fair, but this is the final part of a trilogy. It's just... Mm-hmm. But, you know, I feel like I have to just point that out. If, if I'm being critical, yeah. that no, is the one thing I'd say. You're absolutely right. And, yeah. and the fact that we're such big fans of this trilogy, you know, it does hit for us. Yeah. And this is this is part three of a saga. So I think that's very yeah. important here. It's not... It's exactly. not. I think most of it works as a standalone movie. I think, like, if you compare it to, like, you say, Unforgiven or something like that, where it's the, yeah. the, the characters or any revenge story, it works in that point. But I don't think that initial thing would be as hurtful to you. It wouldn't, it wouldn't impact you as much. The actual story after that of him going on this revenge would work well enough, I think. Yeah. But that opening yeah. tragedy wouldn't well, have the same weight to it. it. What's, what's that one, uh, the Charles Bronson movie? Uh, Death Wish. His, his, Death Wish. It's kind of Caesar's Death Wish here as he's on this mission. And, and it's kind of Maurice and Rocket and Luca that are constantly talking him down because he just wants to keep moving. But they're like, well, no, you – you're a strategist. You're you're better than this. Yeah, well, do you know what I love about that? It's, it's this idea that they know he's kind of going off to depend a little bit, but they're mm-hmm. going to stick with him to make sure he's okay because of his family. And it was a real heart to yeah. it, which I, I really love. That even if they well, disagree I mean, with what he's doing overall, they're going to make sure that yeah. they're to keep him in check kind of idea. So. Yeah, and then you even have some of Koba's followers falling in with the human bad guys. And that 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 to me hurt me almost as bad because... They spray paint donkey on them, and they just they treat them like slaves. And oh man, it's just it's so it bothered me so much. And I think I mean, that's the point. They they treat them like slaves. They actually make the rest of the apes actual slaves. Like that. Yeah. It's not even like it's not even a simile or anything like that. It's like they well, fill on no, their no. slaves. They're being whipped to perform, whipped to work. Yeah. Uh, later on in the movie, um, and so that, that that's I, I think. I, I certainly wasn't expecting like the second half of the movie to all take place in this one camp, which no. uh, definitely surprised me. Uh, yeah, me too. Because when when, C- when they get there and Caesar sees, oh shit, all of these apes have been kidnapped. Our whole tribe who was migrating have been captured. They're being treated as slaves. Yeah. His oh, his own child is there. Um, and the movie gets goddamn depressing because it, it, it turns kind of into a kind of like Bridging the River Kwai or other movies like that, where you've got this captive yeah. captive main character. Who is being whipped? He is trying. He's trying to break him. The colonel wants to break him, um, and there's those great scenes where the other ape who was struggling to work was getting whipped, and Caesar just yells out, "Leave him!" And yeah. he 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 gets taken up to the colonel, and he gets whipped in front of him, but Caesar does not give. And it's actually the rest of the apes because because he says Caesar, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to count to five if you don't tell them. If you don't tell them to start working again, I'm going to kill you because he's the, he's the leader. He inspires the rest of them. And, and Caesar, you know, presses yeah. his head against a gun like he is like full it, on like you do. It's that you scene pussy. that you see in the trailer. Yeah, that, yeah. And then it's like that is like well, I, we can't let him die. Yeah, they all do it to save him. Yeah, yeah. And so again, it the unity of the apes like. Yeah, they're in this bad situation, but they're going to be in it together, and that's how they got to get through this. Like Caesar can't become a martyr as much as he kind of wants to be. Mm. He's far too important for them to become a martyr, and because uh, you have him, he goes in, and that scene 
where he sees them tied to like the crosses. They're more like X's, but yeah, um, he's going into the camp to basically go free everybody. Like it's going to be that easy. And he sees these, these big gigantic X's in the snow and he turns around and there's apes, there's chimpanzees like tied to him. Well, actually, I think at that point, that's when he learns that, the, that he's, uh, his tribe was taken. Because I think at, at that yeah. point, he's just ready to storm in to kill him and die. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. He's he, going to he, go he, in and kill. Yeah, he's, he's on like a tyrant. He doesn't care that he's going to die yeah. right after it. He's just in there to kill the colonel. And then he sees the other that's apes right. and he's like, oh shit, this isn't that simple. It's not that easy. There's more right. to this. Like, um, And Hope gets lost. And there's that, obviously that great scene where Rocket gets captured to save him as well. He comes in to. Yeah. Uh, he like throws so in the towel. Great. Uh, and it, it leaves just Maurice and Bad Ape. And I, what I thought was funny as well is Bad Ape, there's this cool thing where Bad Ape can speak but can't do sign language. Uh, Nova right. can't do either. Uh, well, she's learning a little bit of sign language from Maurice, and Maurice can do sign language. Now, obviously, eventually, he can he speaks a little bit at the end of the movie, because, which I thought was yeah. cool. Um, in fact, I love that his, his first word is her name. Like, he says, oh, you're going yeah. to be called Nova, which he gets from the old Chevy Nova uh, plate. Yep. Um, but... I, so let's let's talk about Nova. Let's talk about what she does to this movie. What how important yeah. she is to this? Because I, I think obviously it's a, there's a lot of heartwarming stuff. It really sets up the idea. Uh, the gorilla, uh, what's his name again? Luca. Luca. Uh, you have that gorgeous. It's after they meet Bad Ape at this, this sort of ski resort, and there's that yeah. great scene with the the tree blossoming, and mm-hmm. uh, he puts the the little flower in her hair. And it's this really emotional moment. And what I think works so well is because obviously the gorillas just naturally look a bit more intimidating because they're bigger, they're, they're gruffer. Oh, yeah. They're these big, scary creatures yeah. that are actually quite gentle if you don't provoke them. Yeah, and what I you love know? about it is we've seen Maurice has always had a thing with the kids. Like He's always been very friendly yeah. with children, including the humans, because mm-hmm. he was friendly with the, the son from the last one as well. Yeah, and I think that's because he, he comes from a circus, so he's mm. more used to, to humans, and that's how he learns sign language. But yeah, yeah. so you see Luca have that moment so with, it, with and, and, and i think that's more heartwarming because you've never seen mm-hmm. him be like that so you see like oh it's yeah. not just it's not just maurice there's there's a there's a connection that's forming between these characters and good character do, you know what matt ruse is a cruel bastard because he does that and then like two scenes later that's when he dies and that's that's when i kind of knew luca had it coming because mm-hmm. he gets this nice moment and that that's where my first tears came uh was yeah. was when she puts the flower in his ear. Yeah, it's, like, it's so oh, great. Man. It's so it's so so good. But it's this innocence and it's this reminder, I think, for Caesar as well that yeah, no, no, remember that not all people are like this. Everyone is different. Not yeah. ev- not everyone thinks the same way. And just because the colonel's evil and because of that, like there's an innocence that needs to be protected and fought for. And yep. obviously, I think there's a moment in this movie, like, everything's so bad, like, you know, look, look at that, he's, like, Caesar gets captured, Rocket gets captured, it all feels so bad, and while Caesar yeah. does get, does argue enough to get the rest of the apes fed in water, he doesn't get any, he's in the cage on the morning, he's on, he's on his own, yep. he, he's, he's, he might die if he doesn't get, you know, eat before the morning, like, there's even a point yeah. where uh, the colonel says, yeah, if he's still alive in the morning, put him to work, but he probably wants to, you know, like, yeah. it feels like everything's so bad, and it's at that point, where she just walks into this camp undetected because no one's like noticing her, no one's paying attention. Yeah. And she gives Caesar her little doll, and yeah. she, she just makes him feel better. And then the other apes like call her over and give her some food and water 
to uh, uh well, she's already actually she's already given water because she had the bucket but she goes over and gets right. some food and brings it back and the entire thing there's this beautiful music playing and it's just this little moment of even as dark as things are as dark as this entire movie's been yeah. there's this moment of just absolute hope where this is a human being giving you what you need to survive because remember the reason why he's even mm-hmm. in the position he's in is because a good human being raised them and taught them right from yeah. wrong and all, all these things in the first movie it it just she she is kind of the heart I mean there's a lot of heart anyway yeah. but she is this new fresh innocence oh. in this yeah film. she she's the hope for the for the future you know yeah. that there because when we meet her we find out she can't talk mm. and so that's it's a little troubling but we see who we assume is her dad you know he he raises his gun so he gets killed that's why she ends up going with them uh, and and as we go we find out why she can't talk and it's becoming a problem. It's kind of what ramps up yeah, Woody Harrelson's Colonel. What's funny about this actually is that uh, when we learned she couldn't talk, I was like, oh, "Okay, that's cool, that's cool touch." Well, she's mute. Yeah, yeah, like... it's mute. And I, it never actually occurred to me that this is tying into one of the plot things in the first movie and the, the original yeah. film. I mean, because uh, they find out some other people can't talk. I'm like, "Oh, the humans are starting to not speak." This is because in, in the original Planet of the Apes, the humans can't speak. Right. Um, and I was like, "Oh, that's that's where this is going," and that's interesting. And Here's one of my things, though, right? So, obviously, they've set up, okay, there's a Nova, Cornelius is going to be a character in the apes, and they've, they've set up a bunch right. of things that kind of line up with the original film. I don't think it, it actually lines up with the the actual original movie, though. I feel like, okay, it's, it's like setting up a version of what that's going to be, but not really. Yeah. And here's my reasoning for that. It uh, can't. It, yeah. well, one of it, just in terms of years, it can't, but... It, it can't to me because I, I can't believe that, you know, in the, in the aftermath of this movie... That, that that Caesar, what he's built, and then who he's left behind, you know, you know, within spoilers, Caesar so, dies. The lead. He's left yeah. Maurice there, he's left his son there, he's left Bad Ape. I can't and given how kind they are to Nova, and given their actual stance with the humans, I can't believe for a second that the world that this Caesar has prepared and built is going to treat human beings the way they're treated in that original film. I can't believe it. I can't either. And that that's yeah. what kind of breaking my brain. Trying to connect this to the original, as and you, if, you can't. You, know, it's, you shouldn't. It's, it's not you, meant to. Yeah, you can't because I mean, with the whole time travel and wormhole and all this, and the Statue of Liberty, you just you, it doesn't make any sense. So if they are going forward, I can see these being about ape society coming into conflict with other apes because not all of them are Caesar. I can, right. I mean, I we've can... seen. Koba and some of these others. Yeah. I, I could see are more I, cruel. I could see them doing a plot where yeah, like an astronaut comes back after like he's been gone mm-hmm. for twenty years and he comes back and it's like oh shit. So they kind of have their version if they want yeah. to do something like that. But it's like, obviously it can't have the twist because we, we know it's on Earth. Like that's been the whole yeah. story the whole time. Uh, but yeah, I can't buy that they'll treat human beings like that. At least not without some evil dictator coming into power and changing everything. Because exactly. I think ultimately, as dark as this movie is, there's a hope to it. There's a hopefulness to it that we can become better. And it doesn't matter that this is another species. The whole thing can be an analogy for the human race in general. It is, yeah. do not treat someone who's different differently. It's like, work to a better future. Yeah. Uh, don't be scared of change. Don't be scared of these things. It's, it's very... Well, good, yeah. It's good science fiction at the, at its core because of all these well, it is. ideas. And it's, it's the Colonel's character. He He's driven by fear. And fear can make mm. you do a lot of things, but what he does, it completely dehumanizes him. Like we said, the first time you see him, he's like a monster. Yeah, yeah. And he, Caesar is more of a human than the colonel will ever be, and I, yeah. and I, I mean that purely in the idea of character, not 
I, I think that's Biology. yeah. That, that's a big thing here. Is that I think we have to accept that saying you're a good man is not anything yeah. to do with actually being a human being. No, and yeah, a good woman, so, obviously, as well uh, to go along with that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so we get that Nova, and that's the mutated eight virus. It's starting to affect humans and basically rendering them where they can't talk and driving them into a more primitive state. And well, that's what's driving the to, kernel. Uh, to be fair, the primitive state thing is just his speculation. Well, that that's what I wanted to yeah. get to because he, he kills his own son because the son comes down with it. Yeah, because uh, there's no indication uh, from Nova, at least in this movie, I don't think there is, that she's yeah. actually dumber than other human beings. It's just, oh, no. it's just that she can't speak. She can't. Yeah, But... With Marie, she can learn still. Therefore, she's not primitive. Yeah, so yeah she learns how to say she thirsty. Learns, yeah. yeah, she learns how to say thirsty. She knows how to say good ape or an ape together. And it feels like, she, not that she's going to be a pillar, but she's going to be a part of the society. Yeah, she, she, even asks if, she even asks Marie at the end if she's an ape at one point. She yeah. says, am I ape? I think it's when she gets named, she yeah. asks that. Yeah. Uh, I, I talk about bad ape a little bit. He's really funny. He's a, he's a little adorable he's, dude. Well, well needed levity throughout yeah. the darkness of the movies because, and yeah, some of it is clown esque, but I think we need that. Like when he looks backwards through the binoculars, he's like, "Why are they so tiny?" And then I think Rocket grabs yeah. them and turns them around for him. Yeah, I think like I think my audience was like capped, like they were so into like for the ride at this point, like they they were like yeah. hanging every single thing, every single thing he did that was funny was getting big laughs. Uh, obviously, when you first see him and he's clothes, because he, obviously he's a lot bolder than the other apes, so he's got like a little yes. jacket and he's got a hat on and he's all these things. It's 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 it's, it's really good stuff. He he's a really fun character, and he came from a zoo, so he knows. He knows more about people. That's why I think he can talk so well because he mm. spent a lot of time around them. And that's how he gets his name because he constantly was being told bad ape because he wouldn't do things properly or right. And man, his story too about being alone because apes died, humans died. Yeah. And he's living in the ski resort all by himself and has to, you know, struggle to make me. He's almost like an old hermit, you know? Uh, but yeah, he's so funny throughout this because his reactions to things. He's on. For as great as Circus was, I feel like the opposite end for the comedy and doing what he needs to do, Zahn's just as good. I think one of the things that I do love about this, we talked about this being kind of a revenge story and how it's very personal, it's close to Caesar. There was a scene where they, they go to like Winters, like this this uh, white-haired gorilla who's uh, yeah who's betrayed them, and they go to question him and they sneak into this human camp and they like... And what I loved about this scene was, like, this is just, like, a scene from another movie. Like, these could be human beings that are, like, there's no difference to this. Like, he's come here to question him because he's a traitor. And the way, like, Caesar steps out of the shadows, and see, whenever he looks like gruff face, especially when he's walking around with a shotgun, this is going to be a really weird comparison to make, but he was really reminding me of Arnold Schwarzenegger at times. The way he was standing with a shotgun, he had that kind of, like, gruff, like, kind of, like, not smirk, but, like, "Mm." Yeah, like you know, he's, he's uh-huh. angry. It was reminding, he's irritated. Yeah, it was yeah. reminding me of Arnold Schwarzenegger holding a shotgun for some reason. Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe, it's, maybe it's because Arnold's got like the, the big jawline. Maybe that's why it's. Well, it's the jawline and probably the build of the shoulders. Yeah, because like yeah. I think be, yeah. his the way he carries himself is very you know. So yeah, no, I get that. Now that I mean, I didn't think of that, but I can see it for sure. Yeah, I don't know. It was just it occurred to me. But I, I love how this story plays out the exact same way. If it's just other humans, it wouldn't matter. It'd be the same thing. Yeah, you know well, uh, uh, they, that's what's good about it. Well, yeah, and they have to take Winter out because he, even though he's a traitor, he's still he's trying to sell them out even more as they have him surrounded. 
you yeah. know, and, and it's it's a tragedy that they have to take out one of their own because of this, you know. Yeah, and obviously that weighs on Caesar's mind. That's like why he starts getting yeah. these dreams of Cobra and all that. Uh, I, I did like the twist that humanity's not completely screwed either. Like, because they, they, they keep talking about these other soldiers are coming to join the colonel, and yeah. it, it turns out that they're not coming to actually join him. They're no. coming to kill him because he's crazy and he's killing his own people for you know getting sick. Yeah, uh, and I, I like that. I like, I like that he, even he like he's a bad example of a human being, and Caesar's smart enough to figure that out, which is pretty cool. Yep. Uh, so is this it's, it's good stuff? I actually I really like the colonel's ending, like I because obviously yeah. Caesar goes up, like they've done their great escape, but they've been digging underneath and like you know uh, Maurice and Bad Ape and Nova have been helping getting them out from the outside underneath and all oh. that, and it's, it's all good stuff. And but like Caesar, like no, I'm going to confront the colonel. I have to confront him, and he goes up yep. there and he he goes in and the colonel can't speak, and it's this final thing where. Caesar like has the chance to kill him, and he he, he decides not to take it. Uh, now the yeah. colonel ends up killing himself, but that's kind of like right. it's kind of just it's like oh you're a pathetic individual who had to do this to right. yourself at the end, uh, you know because we obviously we know that he killed his own son for getting sick and right. not being able to speak. Like that's how much he believes in. And this. he's been killing his own people because yeah. we find the apes found them left to die in the snow, and Caesar has to basically put one out of his misery. And credit to him. For subverting my expectations, because I really thought the crossbow guy was going to like yeah. side with the apes eventually because he learned yeah. that, but he didn't. And no, because well, you think the whole time because he's watching the colonel, and yeah. not that he's judging, but you get this vibe like, oh, okay, well, yeah, the apes aren't as bad, but no, he he hits Caesar at the end. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, yeah, he 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 he's the, the sort of negative force that hits Caesar at the, exactly the wrong moment because Caesar. Right. Like he sees that, uh, like you know, they're, they're fighting the helicopters coming in of these other human beings. And yeah. Caesar sees oh, the, the big, the big gas tank. Oh, the action is incredible in this movie. Uh, all of yeah. it has weight. All of it has emotion in it, which is the best yep. thing about good action. And yep. he's got these grenades. He's going to like launch the grenade at the at the leaking gas tank to like sort of like just you know kill all the Blow human. their wall. Yeah, yeah. basically. Um, but he's running with it. He's he's cocked the he's a bit cocked. You know, pull the pin out of the grenade, and he gets hit. And it's just this. And I actually, I heard audible gasps in the theater. Yeah, well, uh, no, I think you would have heard me because I did too. Yeah, because you see him kind of fumble the throw, and I was like, wait, he can throw his knee, but we've seen him throw stuff. So you know, and then you see the crossbow dude. Spe- like, oh, uh, speaking man. of throwing, when the the guy gets the shit thrown at him, That's... and then he's in the cage, he gets thrown it again at him. It's like, oh, it's, just, it's funny that as, as smart as the apes have become, it's still them throwing crap that riles up the human enough. Well, to, I, yeah, to come down. That's why they're doing it. They're not doing it because they're primitive. Yeah. They're doing it because they know this will taunt them. Yeah, it's, it's but like, it still comes down to that, which, which cracks me up. It's a strategic. Anyone choice. that's been to a zoo, yeah, anyone that's been to a zoo knows this. You don't get that close to the eight enclosures just in case, mm-hmm. you know? So, and that's what helps them on their escape is this dude couldn't handle himself. And it's like, well, who's the more primitive one? Exactly, now, yeah. He, you gets, know? he gets easily tricked because they just rail him up. It's just so easy. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so it was that great moment in where he, he doesn't quite get, get the grenade. Um, and that's when the, the, the gorilla, the betrayer, the, the, we'll call him Donkey because, I mean, I don't know what to call him. Yeah, the, the uh, gorilla. his name was Red because he has the the reddish hair. Oh, okay, um, cool. Yeah, um, but he he has been like there's several times in the movie where you think, oh, maybe he's going to revert back to the apes and help. Uh, and he yeah, keep, because he you can see he kind of hesitates on things. Yeah, but he keeps you know? not. He keeps he keeps out of fear. Yeah. He wants to be treated well by the humans, so he's he, he kind of offers to be the lapdog. 
And there's this moment here where he, he, he sees, like, the tra- as the tribe's escaping, some of the soldiers start shooting into the crowd of apes. And he sees yeah. this, and he's seeing, like, other apes being just slaughtered for no reason. And yeah. the, the, he's helping with the guy who's shooting. He's like, right, get me the grenade launcher. And he, he turns around, and he picks up the grenade launcher, and there's that moment where you, you can see him questioning it. And then yeah. the crossbow guy's about to kill Caesar. He's got him dead to rights, and he just, like, yeah. goes poof in an explosion. Boom, yeah. yeah. It's great, and because immediately, because I mean, uh, the the gorilla immediately dies. Like the, the soldier sees it, turns around, and just shoots him in the head immediately. Yeah, no, another troubling moment there, because I was just like, uh, no, like it's it's weird that I care way more about the apes, even if they're bad apes, than the humans. Like, it's, because, it's because he made the right choice. He redeemed himself for yeah, a moment. That's, yeah, exactly. Again, not being a good person has nothing to do with being human. No, it so doesn't. Like he. He paid for making the right choice. Just, just like being a good character in a story has nothing to do with, like, you know, I, I, the, the example I bring up is Brave Little Toaster. If you can watch a movie about a toaster who's sentient, you can you can characterize anything. Yeah, I mean, true. So, you know, um, but, you know, so Caesar gets the explosion off, it causes an avalanche, which not only kills the, those humans, but kills all the other humans that are coming in as well. Yeah, the other... Board, which they have you worry a little bit because it looks like these the the other soldiers see the apes and start enclosing on them, and then yeah. this this avalanche happens and the apes jump to the trees. I thought that was a cool scene too, as you see them great, yeah. gripping and racing the snow and clinging on for dear life to the trees. Uh, and when it's all said and done and and everything settles, the apes are in the trees, and it makes for a really cool visual. Yeah, and it, it all ends with uh, them finding a, a nicer spot, nice lake, mm-hmm. you know, where life yeah. can thrive. And I, I love that the final scene is is between Maurice and Caesar. It's the, the two oldest friends in the group. You know, it's, yeah. it, it's obviously it was going to end with Caesar because Caesar's like passing away here at the end, but because the the wound yeah. and everything he's went through is basically just you know it's the time for me to die. And I love that it's Maurice that's with them in the final moments because Maurice was the first one that he befriended back in Rise, and it was like a nice closure, yeah. a nice full circle kind of thing. And he's like, you know, take care of my son, make sure, like, they know what, you know, the, the right from wrong and all, all these other ideas. Yeah. And, you know, and Maurice is like, I'll never let them forget what you've done. Uh, and it's just, it's this, it's this great, well-rounded story. And you see Nova playing with uh, Caesar's son. And it's like, yeah, like, they yeah. can coexist. Like, this is... The mu- next generation. Mu- much like Caesar's the child, kind of, of both. Like, yeah. Has now that he kind of has like a human child as well. It's kind of this again symmetrical, full circle idea to mm-hmm. it, um, and it's yeah. this beautiful. This stuff. This trilogy is so good. Which I remember I, when Rise came out, I was like, oh, "I'm not watching that. They're remaking Planet of the Apes. There's no need." I know. And then when I finally watched it, I was like, "Wow, I was dumb." I know the exact this phrase. The, I always bring this up whenever we talk about it. But the exact phrase I said when I when I seen the trailer was like, "Who wants this? Who is this for?" Yeah. And. They came and they proved why this needed to... Because this was an artistic choice. There's a story they wanted to tell, and it became a trilogy, and it's a, it is one of the best consistent trilogies ever now. It is in my top five trilogies, Easy. no question. Like Easy, yeah. It's fantastic. Like There's not a weak link among them. I mean, Rise is the weakest, sure, but it's still great. But it's like, the first, yeah. yeah, because we know, and I really liked Rise, and then we got Dawn, you know, and then Dawn took it and ran, and then this... You know, I still like Don a little bit more, but this is still really great. Like, uh, for the record, right now, this is my favorite movie of the year, like so far. Really? Yeah. For it's over to Baby Driver. Oh, Baby Driver's not even in my top five. Really? Oh yeah. man. Have we talked about this? Yeah. I, I think Baby Driver's very I good. Rejected. But I, I, yeah. 
if I'm only compare them, right? Why you compare Baby Driver to War of the Apes? But I'm just saying, both. I I think I had more fun with Baby Driver. This is this is in my top three right ba- now. Easy. Ba- Baby Baby Driver, technical wonder, absolutely yeah. right. But I thought the the, the story in the third act kind of the emotion. fumbled a little bit. Baby Driver did not make me tear up, not once. I, I, I never yeah. I never cared about the romance in that. I mean, it was a fine little basic romance, but I never yeah. cared about the romance in that movie. The way that the story and the characters and the turmoil they went through in this movie was... See, I, f- I forget you do this with the emotion thing. You're not a... Sometimes you get technical and technical achievements. You really, really enjoy, like, Avatar and whatnot. So, yeah. you know, I forget that there is there is an emotional cue that runs through you, like it's... Paris, Texas, which you keep telling me to watch, but... Oh, Paris, Texas. You know, so fucking good. Yeah. So uh, good. Yeah. See? See, people? So good. Uh, I'm not supposed to swear. No, supposed it to, makes sense. I'm not supposed to drop you know, F-bombs. I'm not trying to compare the two. And I kind of just dropped an F-bomb. I didn't mean to, but I did. Oh, well. I'm not trying to compare the two because they're so such different movies, but uh, the, the movies that I've seen this year, the, just the last month, from Baby Driver and, and Spider-Man and The Big Sick and Apes, it's it's been a really solid three weeks. It has right. been a really solid three weeks. And even go back to the start of your split was fantastic. Get Out was great. Yeah. Um, Wonder Woman was surprisingly really good. You know, we, yeah. were, we weren't expecting that. It's been a 2017. solid... 2017 is shitting over... 20... And that's not, not... I mean, there was great movies in 2016, but just in terms of the blockbusters, yeah. in terms of the mainstream well, blockbusters... Kong, which Kong's a pulpy B-movie, you know... Yeah, really don't get well me done. wrong. Kong's definitely the lower tier if we're talking about. Yeah, because I would say Baby Driver's definitely better than Kong. Like this, this <laughs> you know, get things the right way around. But even like, yeah. even and again, I'm not like War for the Apes is definitely a better movie. Don't get me wrong. But even yeah. Power Rangers was surprisingly well written compared to what I think anyone was giving it credit for before they seen it. Yeah. So yeah, I, I feel cool. like we're we're having a really good year for blockbusters. Uh, compared to last summer when it was like Independence Day two. And oh, whatever else don't forget, there. people. I fell asleep three times during that movie, uh, and I didn't even go to a late showing. It was the middle of the day, so I, I, yeah. I, I just this year's killing it, and I think War is yeah. definitely the peak for me so far. I'm not that said it could be topped, but you know, all the indie stuff yeah. tends to come out towards the end of the year, and that tends to like sneak in there and take it some of the top spots. Uh, but right now, this is this is my movie at the top of the list uh, for the year. Um, but like I say, it's been a really good... Yeah, sure, we've had The Mummy, which sucked balls. And yeah. we didn't see Transformers, but it probably sucked balls. Because yeah, we're, a... we're smart, Peter, because we're smart. But it's a pretty... Do you know what I thought was funny, though, is a lot of uh, other online reviewers didn't bother reviewing it either. Like, I was seeing, like, yeah. uh, all the other yeah. people who usually review them don't this this time. It's like, if a, if a place has a shit sandwich on the menu, you don't go eat at that restaurant. Like... That, that's just it. You know what you're getting in for. Yeah. And I, I, saw it, I apologize, it, but... It was like the internet... Did you? No, no, no. I said oh, if okay. you did see it, I'm sorry. I think, I, I think, Why go see Transformers when you can go see War of the Apes? Oh, of course. But uh, I, I think what it. collectively happened is that people said, okay, we've reviewed four of these by now. What could we possibly criticize at this point that we've not already brought up? Like beyond yeah. just reacting to the stupidity of whatever he's put in this new one. Like, yeah. Uh, War for the Apes is a smart blockbuster. It's really well made. It's well directed. Performances are fantastic. The script is tight. Like it is such a tight script. Yeah. Everything is set up and paid off, both in terms of the movie as a whole and as the trilogy as a whole. Um, it's emotional. It's well shot. 
I loved it. This this was a knock knock it out of the park in terms of if you're going to call it a blockbuster, which feels like a really weird thing to call it because it is just such a good character yeah. story. Your make is going, Matt. Get yeah, fix that. Um, I I cannot recommend War for the Planet of the Apes enough. It was it was phenomenal, and if you love Dawn, it is on par with that. Uh, yes, easy, I, fantastic. I uh, it is probably it's definitely in my top five trilogies probably in the top three and uh i mean yeah yeah i i think we're looking at what back to the future and like the dark knight trilogy sort of fighting alongside this, it yeah yeah that's what we're looking at because even as, as much as i love star wars and that's like my brand it's not a particularly tight trilogy yeah so, jedi kind of you know it's, it's still a pretty good movie but it definitely does yeah, yeah exactly i mean People love the Godfather. I'm not one of those people. Yeah, so but even most people who like the God. Good. Yeah, but most people who like the Godfather hate the third one. But the third one yeah. is typically seen as so, the. As the I'm just trying to see some of the other trilogies that just really the Man with No Name, but those are kind of. Oh, that'd be on my top ten, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to go through trilogies off the top of my head, but this is this is definitely up there for yeah. sure. Uh, it's 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 fantastic, uh, and, and I know people are getting their comments ready. They're, they're they're typing away angrily. Like, what about Lord of the Rings? I think it's boring. I'm sorry, I don't like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and, and Return of the King has like eight endings, so it's like pick one, stick with it, Peter Jackson. Don't even <laughs> get me started on the Hobbit, which I never even finished. Oh my Peter god! Tell me about Dragon Fever. That so. That third Hobbit movie made me angry. It was such a waste of time. Yeah. Oh dear. Um. Anyway, so that is War for the Planet of the Apes. Uh, we we yeah. loved it. Go we, see it. We highly recommend it. Absolutely. I I can't believe that I got a good Spider-Man movie uh, last week, and then I got I got the Apes conclusion, and then next week we got a Nolan movie. Christopher Nolan's giving us a movie yeah. next week. And Excellent. And it's and it's not two and a half hours like I was expecting. It's it's his most manageable. I. I implore everybody to go look up the – someone put up the IMAX reels next to each other mm. and you see like Interstellar takes up the entire table. Dunkirk's like a third of that. So it uh, tight, it's tight, quite funny. Tight thriller. Uh, the, early, the early sort of buzz is that it's very good and they also said it, it plays with that narrative structure, which I'm excited about. I love uh, I, I love a good narrative structure, uh, you know. Different and obviously he made Memento, which is the most the, the most like out there narrative structure there is. It's going backwards for sure. Also, uh, anytime you can put Tom Hardy in a mask like that, I like it. So, seeing him as that pilot, you know. no one cared who I was till I put on the mask. <laughs> yeah. Plus, I like to make Pete do his Bane impression. This is what makes me laugh. Yeah, uh, pizza really. Uh, but anyway, so that is War for the Apes. Uh, we we thoroughly thoroughly recommend it. So. By all yep. means, go check it out. Uh, but yeah, that that is us. So let us know in the comments what you think of the movie and the trilogy as a whole. Uh, you know, let us know down there. Uh, like, subscribe, all that stuff. It helps us out a lot. Get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fudge for channel updates. Uh, get, if you want to support the channel and everything we do here, uh, keep the movie reviews coming. Go over to patreon.com slash TV. Check out some of the bonuses over there. Uh, but otherwise, guys, that is us. So thank you very much once again for watching. Keep watching movies. And we'll see you next time.